This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Hey, good morning, everyone. Coach Chris Cotton from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching here. We are your auto repair shop coaches. Our goal is to help you, the independent auto repair shop owner, make your dreams come true. We do that by opening your mind to things you didn't know you didn't know and by getting you out from under your business and putting you in charge of your future as well as your family's future. Our goal is for you to stop having a hobby and start having a business you can be proud of and can take time away from. First and foremost, I want to thank AutoLeap. Without their continued support, this podcast would not be available to you. I highly recommend scheduling a demo with AutoLeap using the link in our show notes. As you get into today's episode, you may know someone in your social network who could benefit from the topic. So please take time to share personally or through your social network. As always, if you have an idea for a show topic or want to talk, feel free to get with me, Chris at AutofixSOS.com. So this is going to be episode 118. I want to welcome Stephen Faffel from AutoOps to the podcast. Welcome in, Stephen. First of all, did I pronounce your last name right? You would be in the top 1% of geniuses in the world if you pronounce my last name right. It is Faithful, but Faffel is it's acceptable at this point. Well, I was going to ask you before we went on air, and then that was one of the questions I forgot to ask. So That's all good. I, well, hey, thanks for having me on. I I apologize the dark lighting. I'm in a crazy spot. But when you get when you get the message and it says Chris Khan wants you to be on, you gotta you drop everything <laughs> and you're like he he's connected. The cool people. You stop, stop what you're doing in your tracks wherever and off you go. So I, I, yeah, I appreciate that. That's completely not the case. I appreciate you making time for me today, man. Yeah. There's a couple cool things I like about your your love of technology. You are committed to improving auto shops through technology, and we'll talk about this a little later. But I think people who I'm not I'm not going to say the word old. I'm just going to say older than <laughs> I get a bad rep for not pioneering some of this new technology that's coming on the market and you've always been a champion of this, so thanks for that. When I was bored in college, I wish somebody would have sat me down and said, hey, let's try Chris, let's do some coding with Chris or something and try some of that because there, there are a lot of great ideas I think I have, but I think I'd have to be a software engineer and some other stuff in order to do that and I that is completely not me. So yeah. it's it's very interesting. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start out with my three questions here. So... Really first, quick, easy question is, what town or city did you grow up in and where do you live now? I grew up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, home of the Amish. They sadly are not the world's greatest developers, so I did have to go find someone a little more tech-savvy than the Amish. Lancaster, Pennsylvania, grew up with my parents there. I then moved out to California. I was in Santa Cruz, got a little bit surfing in, but all roads normally lead back to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, so... That's where I'm at now, and I feel super grateful that that is where all of the auto ops team is at. We're fighting slightly against the the remote work culture. So, born in Lancaster, and I'm currently in Lancaster. We'll see how long that lasts for. You know, that's that's a really interesting topic, and I haven't really pushed into too much because most of the people that listen don't work remotely. But I've been working remotely for 11 plus years now. And for me to see people go remote, I thought it was great because a lot of people didn't understand what I do and then or how I did it. And now they're shoving everybody back to the office. So it's crazy watching them, you know, this pendulum go back and forth. So it's it's also been super interesting. I've been talking with more and more shop owners who are remote. You know, they obviously go into their shops, they visit their shops, but they're doing the majority of their work at home, which 
I'm, I'm interested to see how that works out. It seems like a lot of shop owners find the work. I think if you could dial in the work that, hey, I'm more productive when I do this work at home. And then when I'm in the shop, I'm really going to spend time with my employees, with my customers. I do think there are some shop owners that have really dialed down. Shout out to, to Jason from Pro Automotive. He's an at-home, part at-home crusher. Nice. I think a lot of that's time blocking, right? Like if you can, if you can manage your schedule, then you can manage your home schedule and manage your work schedule, like your on-site work schedule. You're probably, you know, in a good spot. So it's pretty cool. Let's think back to when you were a kid in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. What did you want to be when you grew up? What did I want to be when I grew up? That was, I'm I'm still figuring that one out, (laughs) but uh, I'm 50 and I still can't figure it out every day. I think I always knew uh, there was definitely a point. Sports agent was probably the most prevailing one, but I always knew it had to be something exciting. I, it had to be something exciting. I was like 12 years old starting little weird t-shirt companies. I had a website called Really Cute Animals when I was like 14. I, I always knew it had to be something exciting. I thought being a sports agent, at least I get to be in the mix with all the professional sports players. So that was the, the one that made it to the freshman year of college. And then I, I tossed that one out the door pretty quickly. Okay. And then so you tossed that away and freshman year of college, was that kind of similar to what you're doing now? Or what was what was the dream as a freshman? Freshman year in college, I was going pro, pro rock climbing. I was got ah. heavily into rock climbing at that time. I think once again, I wanted to do something exciting in life. And I think one option was the the outdoor route. I was uh, the the term dirtbag may have described me living in the car doing whatever <laughs> it took to climb. And then I did a near the end of college, a pretty quick 180 all the way over to, I think I can find this level of excitement in entrepreneurship. Oh, sweet. That's awesome. Well, we're glad to have you. Glad you didn't end up like the guy out in Utah that had to, to cut his arm off rock climbing in the, in, the, uh, in the slide canyons or whatever. It's not over yet. So maybe <laughs> congratulate me next year on it. There we go. Well, we've talked about you coming out to Durango and going rock climbing because we're, 100%. I go and watch or have watched, but I, that's the last, last thing I would be able to do. And they do a lot of ice climbing. I don't know if you do any ice climbing in the winter around cold. here. Yeah. No ice climbing yet. Pretty cool. So, okay. So growing up, who was your favorite superhero? Favorite superhero? I did Iron Man. Iron Man was pretty cool. I was like, he's he's working smarter, not harder. Everyone out here is there. You know, this Hulk, he's got to gain all this strength. He's got to do all this stuff. You know, Spider-Man's got... Iron Man was like, give me some time. I'm going to go sit in my basement, make some cool technology, <laughs> and then I'm going to come out and I'm, I'm doing it all. That's the technology angle though, right? That's the technology no. angle. He's, he's like, give me all great stuff. Give me six months in my basement. That's pretty cool. And you know, as many times as I've, I've asked this question, I've not had a repeat answer yet. Wow. Interesting. So I was a big Spider-Man. I ran around in my little Spider-Man under ruse back in the day. So A little, little limited for me. He, he needs to have more going on. <laughs> well, that, you know, that was back in the 70s, right? So that's, that's about a web that shot out of your wrist was about as much technology <laughs> as we had back then. That's so. fair. I'm, I'm spoiled. I'm spoiled. So good. So we're warm. We're ready. Talk to me about online scheduling a little bit. Yeah, online scheduling. If you asked me at the beginning of college, I would have been like, okay, yeah, I know what happens. Yeah, I like start to order my food. I had no idea of the impact of online scheduling on markets. I quickly found out about that kind of to rewind. So end of college, had a marketing company with my brother. We focused on rock climbing gyms, no surprise. But there was a team working on online scheduling in the home services space back in Lancaster. And at that point, 
I looked up, I remember I came back to Lancaster. I was like, what businesses are here? I want to do more business. What's the biggest business here? And the biggest business in Lancaster was a company doing online scheduling in the home services space. So I basically started poking around asking their team like, hey, like, what do you guys do? Like, What's the online scheduling transition that you've made for these home services companies? And they said, there was a lot of unintegrated contact formal websites and we switched that over to an online scheduling tool. Now, obviously, automotive has many, many differences from the home services space. But that's when I realized, okay, wait, when I want to schedule something, when I want to schedule a workout class, a doctor's appointment, a restaurant reservation, I think the restaurant reservation one stuck with me because that's the clearest, I think, for most people when you think to, hey, if I want to go to a nice restaurant, you're no one's calling in anymore. If you go look at the Google scheduling partners, they have a million things for restaurants. They have, you know, Resi, DoorDash, they have Open Table, they have all this stuff, but there's no automotive scheduling. And that's what I just came to over and over again. I, I almost want to pull up that Google reservation list. It's every, you know, barbers have it. You have dance teachers have it. You have, you know, all the restaurants, the doctors, they have scheduling integrations, Google. No one in general was focusing on automotive, even though it looked the same to every other industry. AutoLeap is a cloud-based all-in-one auto repair software that helps to keep complete track of your business from scheduling appointments to managing technicians to generating invoices. Supercharge your growth with AutoLeap. Customers that fully adopt AutoLeap see the following benefits in their first year. 30% revenue growth, with top customers seeing over 100% growth, 75% decrease in no-shows, allowing you to service more customers, three times increase in positive Google reviews, leading to stronger online presence, 50% time saved on administrative tasks, driving increase in operational efficiency. Do it all with AutoLeap. Key features and functions include estimates, invoices, scheduling, Google reviews, inspections, communication, QuickBooks, reporting. Get in touch with AutoLeap to see how you can transform your auto repair shop. For a limited time, if you schedule a demo, sign up with AutoLeap and they will waive the $250 implementation fee. To be clear, what we're talking about or what you're talking about is for years in the auto repair space, somebody had to go in, they put in a request online and emailed to somebody and somebody had to, hopefully it got through all the email chain correctly and landed up in somebody's email box. And hopefully they opened it up that day instead of six days later. And you had to go back and manually approve yeah. like like a request. And even to continue that chain, normally it's, I look in my shop management software to see if the time is available. Then I call the customer back to confirm that time and then at that point, I type all the employment information into the shop management software. What we're talking about is somebody goes to the website and then from the website, they go straight into scheduling and it gets approved automatically instantaneously. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. And the, really, the, the thing that was not popular before AutoOps entered the space was that no one had the intelligence around availability and capacity for a shop owner to feel comfortable to say the for years, the, the thought had been, why would I let a customer book a time at my shop? They don't know my calendar. They don't know what kind of services I offer at what different time, what vehicles I work on. And basically, we're saying, no, if you sit in your basement for six months and build some cool technology, you can find a way to have shop owners feel comfortable with that. Well, and, and again, you're talking about like a dinosaur of a technology industry, right? Like we're we're still probably a generation behind real technology and getting getting people that are used to being in control of their schedules, first of all, giving that up and then just trusting technology is kind of hard. Yeah. And I think 
Yeah, once again, it's it's weird to see automotive lacking in this. I saw a statistic recently in the I was looking at haircut appointments and it was fifty-six percent are booked by staff. Forty-six percent a staff member is never even involved until the customer shows up at the door. Obviously, I don't I don't have the statistics on automotive, but I would assume it's a lot higher than, you know, it's probably right now I'm guessing around ninety percent of the time that there's some level of contact before the customer gets in the door. Right. Once again, I think it's important that gets in the doors. You're still going to have contact with this customer. You still want to have that engaging experience that really helps with the retention with a good service advisor. But until they get in the door, is there a need? And this is the, the question I'll always ask. Do you need to talk to the person? Like, right. Do you 100% need to? And yeah, and I think the, the other key is you have to think, after hours, these people have been left in the dark forever. I think a lot of it is not only... Not only is automotive lacking, I think it didn't catch up to the mobile revolution is that everyone during the day, even people who are able to book during the day, they're on the go, they're booking on their phone, they're sitting around at night on their phone, you know, you're watching TV, you're scrolling Facebook, oh, I see an ad for this auto shop, let's book an appointment on the phone. And I think, yeah, the mobile revolution just led people to feel like I should be able to do it right now. I don't want to have to call, I'm at work, I'm at home sitting on the couch. It's a technology laziness right. thing, which shops just, I think it's time to adapt to this. Well, and one of the things that we've been coaching or working with is the fewer times we answer the phone, the fewer times we do some of that and and not be building a good rapport or relationship with the customer. If, but if we can take a five-minute phone call and take it offline and not answer it at all, then great. And so I have a couple of shops on the West Coast that if you call their shop, you will never speak to them, period, end of story. Like it goes, you get the voicemail message and then you get the text or or they tell you the text number or the email and you have to go through that to to do it online. Definitely. But, but one of the things, what I understand from what you guys are doing is you're taking that lead on your website and getting them directly to that and converting that into an appointment. Yeah, we skip half the pipeline. Is that it's not like, oh, a, you know, a lead was created. No, it's just a customer is booked at your shop. And I think kind of to your point a second ago is that this is another step. And I think there's a lot of coaches teaching this is that you have to delink your time from the shop. You can't always be the one. Your shop won't grow if it's limited to your time picking up the phone. So we've been talking about the the service advisors answering the phone less and turning into a system where they're still creating valuing what they're doing. They're building a great rapport and relationship with the customer, but we're just not handling them on this first transaction. Can you talk about delinking a little bit and your thoughts there? Yeah, definitely. The The more your a, shop owners times, but a, even your service, b, even your service advisors, their time, their time is linked to how much am I answering the phone? You're not going to be able to spend enough time with each customer. You need to be able to untie their time from the beginning of that the customer journey saying, hey, if on an online scheduling tool, if AutoOps can handle getting them in the shop and they have less time that they have to be spending on answering phone calls that in the end aren't needed if you have a good online scheduling tool, they'll be able to spend that time, whether it's you know, getting better information to your text, whether it's reaching out to customers in a different way. Near the end of the journey, working with current customers, I think you'll be able to have those service advisors providing more quality service to your customers. And so what was the problem or what is the problem that AutoOps is is solving or attempting to solve? Yeah, there's a couple of things we're solving. Three main things that we're focusing on 
is A, saving time, like we just talked about, if you can get off the phone, if you can stop having to spend a bunch of time on your computer typing in all the appointment information. That's one way we're going to help shops. B is the consumer experience, is that in terms of, let's start with retention. In terms of retention, when people know that there's a great online scheduling service, removing that friction when they're thinking about scheduling another appointment, when they're thinking about, hey, you know, I went to this place once and I had my breaks on. When they think about getting it done the next time, they're just going to think about, hey, where was it easiest to get the process started last time? Especially for sometimes the more routine maintenance jobs. And you see this in in other parts of the industry when you see the Firestones, the Goodyears, the larger chains that they've added similar online scheduling tools to their website. Now, they pay $60,000 to a developer to do that. But they understand that when you think, hey, I need the service done on my vehicle, the part that is the easiest for them to do, that's where they're going to head toward. So the customer experience, obviously, your new customers when they're going through and, you know, looking at, let's say they're clicking through pages on Google. Once they get into the beginning of the scheduling tool, just to have something that captures their attention instead of looking at 12 fields and they're like, eh, I don't want to fill this out. Let me look at the next shop. There may be a better shop. Be able to pull those customers in to just say, Hey, what service do you need? And then they click a button and then it asks for their phone number. And then it pulls up all their contact information. They had previously been to the shop before that engaging experience really, it brings customers in and it's what customers are looking. Like we said, 73% of people prefer to book online. And like I right. talked about earlier, Chris, I didn't say 73% of millennials. I didn't say there's plenty of people who are 50, 60 plus that are used to booking everything online. I think sometimes we make this seem like it's just the young kids, the 20 year olds who want to book online. This is people of all ages who prefer to book online. Well, well, that's that's the auto repair shop owner's excuse, right? Why they can't do it or why they're not successful at it is they're going to blame it on somebody else and say, oh, well, we can't do that because, you know, we have all these people that love the relationship and, and love to hear us talk when they really don't. They're time savers like the rest of us. And they just want to go through and book it and be as convenient as possible and then go on from there. So we, we have, we've talked about the problem. We've talked about online scheduling. We've- also, the attribution is attribution. People, you know, they'll say, Hey, I have this way to try it. But when someone looks at a Facebook ad, and they click on your website, and then they end up calling your shop, it is difficult to track, and the attribution is murky at best. Being able to, A, since customers like this experience more, you can tell, hey, we have a great live scheduling service on our website. When people schedule online, I know exactly where they came from because I pulled their click IDs, their UTM tags, whether they're coming from Facebook, whether they're coming from Yelp, anything like that. Better attribution so that you can then readjust your campaigns to say, hey, this is the one that was actually successful. And that's data that we pass through at AutoOps to you, to your marketing company. And just having it as a call to action on any part. We like to really think of ourselves as the perfect conversion point, right at the bottom of the top of the funnel, right as they're booking that appointment. We obviously don't focus on, there's a lot of great companies that focus on having a good website to get viewers, SEO, PPC. What we really focus on is saying, hey, we want to go on the bottom of any marketing campaign and be that conversion point where a customer is actually scheduling and coming into your shop. And so whether that's an email blast, a text blast, a mailer sticking QR codes on your mailers so that people can scan it, book an appointment right there. Even just obviously general web traffic is that's really where AutoOps wants to succeed. Nice. And so again, 
So we talked about online scheduling. We talked about the problem. We talked about the solution. But what we haven't talked about is auto ops yet. So can you tell me a little bit about, about auto ops and exactly what you guys do in case anybody's unclear? And then talk about how people get it, can get in touch with you if they're interested in auto ops or want to do a demo or something like that. Definitely, yeah. If you want the best online scheduling experience, there's a couple of what we call fancy forms out there. There's a lot of maybe marketing company will throw stuff on your website. But if you want the best online scheduling experience, AutoOps is the only option. And I'll kind of walk you through our journey and process in that. And this is when I'm looking at the forms before I started AutoOps saying, hey, what can we make better at this process? So in the beginning, when you click on the button, when you click on the schedule button, we're getting the service that the customer wants, but not just, hey, I want breaks. We're going to be asking, and then once again, this is fully customizable. They can completely change these flows, but they'll say, okay, you want breaks? Okay, like, do you hear or do you feel a sound from your breaks? The customer will be like, I like hear a squeaking on my brakes. And we'll be like, okay, well, which area of the vehicle did you hear that squeak? And they'll be like, I think I heard it in the front of the vehicle. So the goal is, can you replicate the way that your service advisors, if someone called over the phone, everyone likes to... Some people like to pretend they're doing insane diagnostics over the phone with the 50-year-old person that they've never met before. I'm sorry, and I'll, I will attempt to defend this, is that it's replicable. In some cases, once again, if you have a customer who you know really well and they know vehicles really well, you might be able to ask some cool questions. But for most customers, you should be able to create a flow. And once again, the the cool stuff we made is the ability for shops to customize it. Obviously, we don't we have a default template, so you don't have to build it from scratch. But the ability for shops to say, hey, this is what the customer questions I want to ask customers. We do a great job of getting more information than any other scheduling tool. The next part is really important, is that we use the integration to bring that into the scheduling experience to actually identify that customer and make it an engaging experience. We'll type in their phone number, and then all of a sudden they see if they were in your shop management software, they'll see their name pop up, they'll see their vehicles pop up. At that point, that's when they understand this is like the restaurant reservation. This isn't just an email. It's going to get sent to them. Maybe they'll get back to me on Monday. They'll give me a call. It feels like a live scheduling. It's at that point. You have to remember, we can do a lot more when we're using the integration in the scheduling experience. Something that we're going to be releasing at, I would say, maybe end of July will be the ability to pull in deferred services from the shop management software. So once again, you click on your vehicle after it just pulled it up. And we'll say, hey, we know that you wanted an oil change this time, but last time we recommended that your brake pads pretty worn out. Would you like to add that to your service today? So there's a lot of things we can do with all of that customer information in the shop management software by pulling it into the scheduling experience. And that's something that no one else is doing. Once again, even things you don't think about is that when it pulls up the customer and their vehicle information, A, they didn't have to type in all that information. They're going to remember that it was an enjoyable process. But people are throwing in typos all the time. There's all kinds of errors in terms of that when they're putting their vehicle, they don't remember this, they don't remember the license plate. We're collecting all that information from the shop management software and handing it over to the customer to be like, is this you? And they say yes. So at the next point, and this is something that frustrated me forever, is seeing on all these scheduling forms, the first question is, are you dropping off or are you waiting? Right. Are we pulling an engine out of a car? How do I know that I'm going to be allow you to wait? The key is that I'm going to call you back and I'm going to have to talk about it. So we do a great job adding intelligence to that part to say, hey, dependent upon the original service you select, the shop owner, and once again, we default to the shop owner on all this stuff is saying, the shop owner can say, hey, these are the services that are drop-off only, and these are the ones that are waiter eligible. 
And once again, once you click that, you're going into different scheduling modes. For your waiters, you could have time slots, but for your drop-offs, you could say, hey, I want to book at the day level. And getting into this calendar, this is the part where I truly feel that all the rest of it's cool. Your customers love it. It's going to help your marketing. But if you don't have good schedule settings and you don't have good intelligence when looking at the schedule in your shop management software, none of it matters, like we said before. If you don't feel comfortable as a shop owner and say, hey, if a time slot is available, I can do that work. I don't need to call and confirm the customer. None of it matters. So we do a great job at looking at the calendar based on the service duration. But then our schedule settings that are kind of rules that go on top of it, such as, hey, I want to allow four appointments per time slot or I only want a customer to be able to schedule as soon as two days out. Let's say I'm a more you know, high-end shop. I only have a certain amount of vehicles that I want scheduled. You could also say, hey, I want at five appointments, clear availability for the rest of the day. You know, Block off every day between 12 and 1 because that's where my guys are eating lunch. And we're diving deeper. Once again, AutoOps is a company that only focuses on online scheduling. I changed our Facebook name yesterday to AutoOps Online Scheduling to let people know that's nice. what we focus on. So. Yeah. When you understand that we're diving deep into things such as availability based on the actual technician, availability based on skills of the technicians, availability based on work hours for your employees for that week. So diving into the nitty gritty, this is the stuff that we're going to be able to do to make a perfect scheduling solution. I wouldn't say we're there yet, but we're, we're headed in that direction. So I want to back up just a second and talk about the interaction, like we're, like we're used to having a service advisor or somebody talk to somebody on the phone. But one of, one of my biggest pet peeves is shop owners spend a lot of money making the phone ring and they, they don't train their service advisors probably quite as well as they should have. And we, we get a lot of phone calls and then we screw it up quite honestly when we're talking on the phone, either because we're in a rush, we're not building the relationship or whatever. And we feel like we get painted into corners and we don't probably don't answer it. That's what I feel like when I go back and listen to phone call recordings between four shop owners. I mean, so if you can take the human element out of it and people want to be communicated with this way, hopefully eventually our conversion rates go up. Cause now if, if we can have two and a half phone calls out of 10, if we can get those people to convert, then that's great. But if we can use this and not spend the time and yeah. convert more and then track it better, then that's all amazing, right? Yeah. And AutoOps doesn't need sleep. AutoOps doesn't need lunch. We're going all day long, 24-7. We have, honestly, the amount of people we have booking at 2 p.m., there should be some concerned people out there. Everyone is trying to schedule. I mean, sorry, at 2 a.m. 2 a.m., I was going to say, yeah. We have people in the middle of the night. I'm like, what is an appointment coming through at this time for? But yeah, and once again, sadly, this is not an excuse to not have well-trained service advisors. Right. We're still going to be calling. I didn't say 100% of the time people want to schedule online. You will have customers who say, hey, I like calling in. I, you know, I've been doing it the same way. No problem. So you need to have service advisors that are trained. And once again, with a sales-focused training. And even with AutoOps, we're, we're training training it to be able to upsell with things like I was talking about with recommending deferred services and the schedule experience. So, so that's awesome. How can people get in touch to do a demo or where should they go to get a demo? Yeah, AutoOps, A-U-T-O-O-P-S.com. Head to AutoOps.com, request a demo. 
I'm starting to state this. I've been on a few podcasts and I'm stating this. I am the quickest to respond in all of the auto software industry. You submit oh, a request form and I don't get back to you in five minutes. You, you can yell at me. I'll give you a discount. I'll do anything. So fill out the form. Your phone will ring in a minute. It'll be me saying, hi, Stephen with Autobots. That's awesome. And I know for me personally, I've sent you guys, I sent over a couple of people to demo the system. They've already started and I'm already hearing people come back and be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So again, this is why I wanted to bring it into the, into the listener and maybe we'll have some more, more exciting news coming up in the future. One thing I wanted to say is that I think sometimes people, they hear software, they think about a shop management software. This is not complex to add. We are onboarding people as little as two days. This is, hey, if you want to see it, then we'll do a 20-minute onboarding call and you'll be live. We'll throw two lines of code on your website and we'll be live in a day or two. So pretty simple. And that's how you get all the benefits. The pricing we're talking about is nothing crazy. We, we know we're an add-on to a, a lot of software going on. So we're conscious of that for shop owners. Awesome. Any any other final thoughts? No, I think just keep pushing ways that you can delink your time through technology that makes sense of your shop. Obviously, you want to still have, I still love great customer interaction face-to-face time. But if we can do that when they're showing up for an appointment instead of on the phone, no one really is smiling that hard when you're on the phone. So, Well, it, it all, almost makes me think at this point that there's a proper place and proper time for building the relationship. And honestly... If people want to be contacted this way and want to do it in the beginning, then all the better. You know, we have to, we'll, we'll pick and choose the proper place and time and still do great things that we need to do. So, hey, thanks for coming on the show. You have a great day and we'll see you soon. Perfect. Great talking, Chris. You bet. Hey, this has been Coach Chris Cotton from Autofix Auto Shop Coaching reminding you it never always gets worse, but sometimes it has to get worse to get better. Remember, don't stop working today because tomorrow needs you. Please feel free to reach out to me, Chris at AutofixSOS.com or give me a call at 940-400-1008. Have a great day, everybody. Remember to rise and grind. You've been listening to The Weekly Blitz with Coach Chris Cotton on the AftermarketRadioNetwork.com. Follow Chris on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Chris is all for advancing the aftermarket.